Yo, 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 it's your boy Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk, back for yet another awesome show. There are some shows that everyone has seen and some shows that people haven't. I'm just trying to do my best to bridge the gap, a little column A and a little column B. If this is your first time listening, just so you know, this is my list, nobody else's, just kind of some things that I've watched, um, and it's based off of that. So, now that the foundations have been set, let's get to it. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the white vans, except no white vans. I'm not going to say as always because I'm telling you one of these days, and I've said it before, but one of these days I'm going to pop up and I'm going to have white vans and I'm not going to say that I'm not in them. But today is not that day. Just chilling in some loungewear as always. But back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. No guests today, um, but today we're actually going to talk through my version. If you guys, If you guys are familiar with like the old school Pokemon, you would know like when they do the intro um there's a part in there that says you know you teach me and i'll teach you so this is actually going to be that and i'm going to attempt to sing this like please don't judge my my singing skills i actually was a singer in my past life like literally i used to be in a choir um but uh to the to and a shout out to special shout out to um taboos podcast i'll always give them a shout out anytime i've been sipping on something but tonight i have been drinking so um yeah, so I'm going to give them a shout out. Shout out to my girls, Ali and Celeste over at Taboo's Podcast. Suggest that you guys listen to them. But I'm going to try to attempt to sing this. So we'll call this the episode the You Teach Me and I'll Teach You Pokemon. Okay, well, it's not Pokemon, but it's You Teach Me and I'll Teach You. So five student and teacher duos that I like that are in anime. Um, so, I mean, yeah, hit me up. Let me know. Did I hit those notes? Like, was I good? I, I'm not even sure. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, but before I get into that, as always, I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening and sharing the show. Without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. Um, I will say that every single time because I really appreciate you guys, and I know that you guys have many, many, many other shows that you could potentially listen to, but I'm so glad that you guys at least take a little bit of time to listen to mine. So, thank you so much. Um Thank you so much. Like I said, I think we're up to about 1.7K listens, so that's dope. Thank you so much um, again, and uh, yeah, I think it's about 30, 30 listens an episode, so... Again, I appreciate you guys so much. If you're not already following me um, on social media, make sure that you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Twitter um, and Instagram at Anime Talk, the numbers one and two. Um, and there you will find any updates and news in regards to any giveaways and upcoming episodes. So speaking of giveaways and um upcoming episodes i'm only going to talk to the the former so um if you guys are already aware or if you're not aware i did a giveaway over the last couple of weeks to try to give some people a little bit more time to jump in and kind of um, decide if they wanted to you know be a part of the sticker giveaway and we have five winners i already sent out a post today tagging those winners but i want to make sure that i give them a call out on the show tonight so um shout out to crime and roses podcast um i think it was game i gotta find the the whole thing for game um but anyway while i'm pulling that up uh welcome to the neighborhood 
was one that won the Insanely Dangerous Retro Podcast was also one that ended up winning. Um, so shout out to them as well. And then the last one was actually Chaotic Kaya from the one of the one of the hosts from Less Bitchy More Witchy. And uh, for the game, it was Game for a Movie P1. So um, shout out to you all for winning the podcast or the uh, the giveaway for the stickers. I'll be reaching out to you guys to make sure that I send you these stickers over. Um, again, thank you so much to everyone that jumped in. This one, I think I had 35 people jump in and kind of follow the instructions. And it was very simple. Just making sure that, you know, you were going in, um, liking the post, sharing the post, tagging a friend and just continuing to be awesome. So thank you guys so much for uh, for doing that. And, you know, like I said, I appreciate you guys 10,000 times over. So I'll make sure that I reach out to get those out and uh, make sure that you follow me so you can see the next time that we end up doing a giveaway. So, yeah, you don't want to miss that out or don't want to miss out on that, rather. Um, so <clears throat> let me know when you guys follow me. As always, if you like or dislike an episode, I love interacting with the fans um, as well. Uh, or rather, as always, there may be spoilers. Again, shout out to Alejandro. If you guys have listened to the show before, you know I always give my boy Alejandro a shout out. He told me to give a disclaimer for spoilers. Some of these shows are a little bit newer. Some of them are a little bit older. Some of them I may have already kind of talked about a little bit, but they kind of fit into the mold of this episode. But I'm just giving you guys a shout out or a heads up that there may be spoilers. They are ahead, so you have been warned. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into this. Like I said, um... This episode is called You Teach Me and I'll Teach You, um, five student-teacher duos that I like. So let's go ahead and jump right into the first one. So the first one um, for today that I decided to kind of talk through, this is in no particular order. You know, when I normally do these, I don't have a ranking unless I say my personal ranking. But um, the first one, the first student and teacher relationship or duo that I really enjoyed um, that I wanted to kind of talk through comes from Naruto. So Naruto, Naruto uh, Shippuden, uh, Naruto and Pervy Sage. So I really enjoyed this relationship for those of you who don't know. And I've rarely, I may have talked about it a couple times, but I absolutely like out of this whole show, I absolutely 100, 1000, 1 million percent enjoyed and loved Jiraiya, AKA pervy sage. Like he is probably my favorite character. He's not probably, he is my favorite character in this whole anime. I think that he was an amazing person. I know that he had his weirdness because he was a perv. There's a reason why he's called the pervy sage completely understand that um but like dude was just so dope i absolutely loved his character look i have a huge pops uh character one of those like the funko pops characters with him on a toad sitting in my uh in my display case and it is just i love it like absolutely love it um i absolutely love jiraiya so um the way that this actually goes is I'm just going to briefly kind of talk through the relationship between the characters and um, we'll just kind of move through these because I got five that I'm going to kind of go through tonight. So when you're watching Naruto, right, Naruto is obviously a troubled youth. Um, he has an opportunity to go one way or another. I think I talked about this with my buddy Gap on one of our episodes he could have potentially like Naruto really could have went dark in this show, given the fact of how his story was or how his backstory was. He could have really went dark, but he didn't. Um, he used the power of friendship that overcomes majority of the time in anime. And he ended up working himself through, um, 
getting into the graces and getting into the tutelage, if you will, of uh, Pervy Sage. So Jiraiya started off with a close bond with Naruto uh, because he was his godfather and he was Naruto's father's teacher. So if you know the show, then you know Minato was one, well, still, I think he's, I mean, everybody will say that Naruto's faster now, but I think at that, like, definitely at that time when uh, Minato was the fourth Hokage, he was definitely the fastest ninja um, around. So, um, Jiraiya ended up being his teacher, um, and then he ended up having a bond with Naruto because he was also his godfather through everything kind of going on. Because, again, if you followed the show, uh, again, I, I said I was going to give a, a, a heads up for spoilers, but you know, Minato does end up passing away. So, when Minato and Kishima or Karishima, what, uh, I think I'm saying that name right, but his mom basically passed away. Um, Jiraiya ended up kind of looking over Naruto um, because it's a lot for you know a kid to kind of grow up without any kind of guidance. So Jiraiya kind of stepped in there. Um, Jiraiya believes that Naruto is the child prophecy, um, and the prophecy was actually uh, foretold by the great Toad Sage that uh, that said that Jiraiya would raise a child that would either save uh, or destroy the world. So, if you follow the show, then you know that this prophecy is actually somewhat true on both sides. I'm not going to, I'm trying not to go too in-depth with that specific saying. I know that's kind of leaving it wide open. But, um, yeah, it actually was kind of true on both extremes. Both extremes. Um, But anyway, so, when Team 7 split, which Team 7 was Kakashi, um, was uh, was the actual leader. Then, of course, you had, um... Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura were all on the team. When Team 7 split, after Sasuke left, because that was when he went to the um, Hidden Sound um, to try to get additional strength, Naruto um, was starting to show signs of his greater ability and needed to focus on training after losing his rival and teammate, which was Sasuke. Um, so it was perfect timing when he met Jiraiya. So after he met Jiraiya, what ended up happening is they went through some different trainings. They went through the Rasengan training. They were kind of nomads, kind of traveling through and kind of doing little one-off missions and things like that. Pervy Sage was doing his pervy, you know, ness and just kind of, uh, you know, sneaking into bathhouses or talking to women and kind of like, you know, doing his whole thing because that's just who Jiraiya was. So I say that this is one of my favorite relationships, not only because they were they were very like. Naruto was always kind of weirded out by Jiraiya in some sense because he realized Jiraiya was kind of a pervert and just kind of weird. That's why they called him Pervy Sage. But there was so much love, laughter, and just enjoyment between the two of these. Um, again, I'm not going to get too in-depth with this uh, with this show because, obviously, if you guys have listened to my other episode that talked about some of the deaths that really messed with me, then you would know why I'm not really going to go into this it's way too much. Um, but, yeah, it was just a really good relationship. So pure, so lovely. I talked to my brother, um, Zay, about this episode today, and we were just kind of talking through it. And I was like, dude, all the feels, all the just growth and the character development uh, just everything that happened with this relationship was amazing so I really really enjoyed Naruto and Pervy Sage aka well Jiraiya aka Pervy Sage Um, so moving on to the next one Uh, so the next one is actually from My Hero Academia Um, so it's actually Deku and All Might so um, for this one the student would be, well, I mean, the student, I guess, would be Deku, and the teacher would be All Might. Um, 
this show is basically set in time, set in a place and set in a time where I think it was like 80% of people come out with quirks, whether they be, and some of these quirks are like really weird. Like some of them are like, Hey, you can tie shoes very fast. And it's like, but that's still an ability, I guess. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Like some people have really small quirks, like where they can maybe write really, really fast. So they can do homework super fast. But then some people have abilities where like they can fly or they can, power up to the sense of you know or like they can be burned as bright as the sun like it's so many such a wide array of abilities that can happen here but this takes place in a world where uh, people have abilities and like 80 percent of the populations have abilities um deku which is uh which is the main character uh he character i don't know what i just said their character um but uh but he ends up not having an ability so he doesn't have a quirk so um as he's kind of going through the world he idolizes all might which is like the number one strongest character he's the most popular character in the whole show he idolizes him but he realizes that he'll never be him because he doesn't have a quirk um so he ends up gaining um Deku ends up gaining um, All Might's respect after he runs toward the slime monster and attempt to save his, uh, well, I mean, I guess you could call them friends, but um, he ends up trying to save his friend slash rival um, from this slime monster. And I, am I speaking right? Slime monster? Slime monster? Whatever. Slime monster. Um, in an attempt to save his friend and, um, like I said, his rival. And they end up having like a mentor student relationship that blooms from there because All Might recognizes the fact that heroes really heroes just instinctively instinctively move, right? So they don't have to think about things. They just realize when somebody's in trouble, they need to go save them. And so that's where this mentor student relationship started to blossom. Um and he ends up and All Might ends up choosing him as his successor. So he ends up choosing Deku as his successor. Um All Might is his confidant, his mentor, and a friend in and out of school. And they share because they share a mutual respect for each other's heroism ideas. So again, they are very aligned on what an actual hero is. They want to get stronger. They want to make sure that they're able to um I don't know, just kind of they want to make sure that they're able to be the hero, be the symbol of justice, and be the symbol of peace. So once uh once um once Deku ends up getting accepted into UA, then he ends up um, kind of going through the process to be actually become a hero. He's got to train his body up like significantly, absolutely crazy. He has to go through a lot of training. Uh, but once he ends up going through all of that training, he ends up actually being able to be the successor to the ability um, called um, All for One. So... This ability is, uh, or I'm sorry, one for all. So he ends up getting this ability, which is like a super power buff, like just absolutely amazing from a power standpoint. Um, and once he ends up getting that, he has to train his body because that's the only way that his body can absorb and be able to actually utilize this ability of a uh, one for all. Um, but he eventually inherits it. And he even gets the opportunity to to train with Gran Torino, which Gran Torino in this show, if you're thinking about mentors, Gran Torino was the mentor for All Might. Um, and so he actually got to 
not only trained with his mentor, but he got to train with his mentor's mentor, mentor's mentor, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Um, he idolizes All Might uh, to the point that he copies him all the way down to like uniform, like the uniforms kind of look not not the same in that sense, but they look the same because like his ears kind of look like All Might's hair. It's just very ironic that they would go with it. And they were trying to keep it under wraps that that's how he kind of got his quirk and what was going on. Um so All Might was always like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, you may want to change this. Like, don't, don't, don't make it so obvious. So, um, he idolized him and tries to copy him, but he ends up understanding that his body won't allow him to use certain abilities, like his mentor, like, like, and it's crazy because to me, All Might has these abilities that are like, you know, Delaware Smash and like all these stuff. They're all United States moves, right? But what ends up happening is, is Deku can't use those same abilities because he can't channel the ability out because he's so young whereas all might's a lot older so he can't really channel the the power the same way so he ends up having to kind of adopt um, and adapt his own fighting style around his ability so again another really really cool relationship i think that it's amazing every single time that you get an opportunity for a main character to learn because like i i think that it's huge because like you watch a show, right? And it's difficult when somebody gets a power, but they can't really learn how to use their power. They kind of got to go through. And I feel like they kind of, it kind of drags the episodes and things like that along. You want to see the character development and you want to see the ability development. But sometimes it kind of gets crazy because then they use an ability, but they they don't really know how to use it. They end up hurting themselves. And that's kind of what happens with uh, my hero. Um, Deku really doesn't know how to use his ability. Um, he ends up hurting himself constantly over and over again. But as he kind of learns, and talks to his mentor and to his mentor's mentor he's able to um kind of refine that ability and his relationship with all might is amazing they're still around um and they still kind of talk to each other and things like that so it's really good that his you know his uh his uh his idol and his mentor um are still around now I, I the caveat to the review that I just gave on my hero academia I want to make sure I give a call out to this or a shout out to this I haven't started the new season I'm going to be 100% honest I have a huge backlog backlog of shows that I've been watching and I have not had time to start the new season so if anything has changed or anything is different from what I just said then take that with a grain of salt like I'm just giving my point of view up until the last season so up until um, the last episode that we ended up seeing with Endeavor um, when he was getting ready to take over um, as one of the top heroes. That was the last one I saw. So if anything that I just said contradicts that, that or if anything that I just said yeah, contradicts what's going on right now in the new season, take it with a grain of salt. I'm just giving my opinion on prior to that. Um, so the next one that I want to kind of go through, like I said, I got a couple more. Um, I had five. So I want to go through this one before we take a quick commercial break. So the next one that I, I want to talk about is Luffy and Riley. So this is the show from, um, this is from One Piece, which I've said this before and I will continue to say it again. If you have not got into One Piece, I know that it is a daunting watch. I know that it's a bit of a long watch and people are like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to catch up. I completely understand that. Completely get the fact that it's a you're going to have to catch up, that it's going to be difficult, that it's going to be a it's going to be just one of those things. It's very I don't know. It's it's a it's a journey. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have to do it. Like it's it is what it is. Um we're currently at season 
Season 13, episode 972. Completely get it. You got 972 episodes to catch up with. I started watching the show. I watched probably four to six episodes a day for a better part of maybe two months. And I was able to catch up. Um, now, I'm not saying you have that kind of time and dedication. I was just a nerd and I fell in love with One Piece and I needed to catch up. But now that I'm caught up, it is what it is. Um, I said all that to say, watch this show if you haven't already. So, um... The relationship here is Luffy, who is the, uh, this show, the quick kind of brief backdrop behind this show or backstory is Luffy, uh, Monkey D. Luffy is the pirate who wants to obtain the One Piece, which is supposed to be one of the greatest treasures in the world. He set out to be a captain all by himself. It was just him. He found a couple of people that he ended up creating a crew with. He got his own ship and things like that. And now he is on his quest to become the greatest pirate since uh, the original Pirate King, Gold D. Roger. Not Gold Roger, Gold D. Roger. Um, so Riley is actually known as the uh, Dark King. He is an extremely powerful and famous retired pirate who formerly served as the first mate for the legendary Roger Pirates. So he was actually on the ship with Gold D. Roger. That's why I wanted to give that quick backdrop. Um, after the dis- disbandment of the Roger Pirates and the execution of Goldie Roger, Riley became a coding mechanic at the Sabadi um, Archipelago or Arca- Archipelago? Archipelago. Yeah, there you go, Archipelago. Um, in terms of raw power, when Vice Admiral Garp, which is ironically Luffy's grandpa, uh, was informed that Riley may be on the uh, Arch- Archipelago. Am I saying that right? I feel like I am. Archipelago. Archipelago? Archipelago. Oh, whatever. Um, he tried. I'm telling you, I speak English for real. Um, he told his men not to confront him, nor should fleet to any of the fleet admirals um, be informed. Garp reasoned that the Marines should not confront two legends, Whitebeard and Riley, at the same time. Um, even the admiral that was there, Kazuru, even attempted or admitted that if the Marines were to make an honest attempt at capturing Riley, um, they would need to be serious. They would need to have serious preparations further explaining his great strength. So Riley was the, he was the second or the first mate to the actual gold D Roger pirates. Um, dude is super strong. He has all the abilities from this show. Again, if you've watched it, he has like high key and things like that. We know that he has a whole bunch of abilities. They never really come out and said if he has any devil fruit abilities yet. Um, and I didn't really look into that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. Um, and we haven't, ex- they haven't explained it to us. We know that he had an active bounty at some point because most pirates do. We don't know what the amount is just yet, but Riley's pretty strong. Um, the way that this actually began was shortly after um shortly after a character dies i'm not going to go into depth about that again because i'm trying to keep the spoilers down but shortly after a character ends up dying um luffy ends up training with riley on a uh, abandoned island and uh, it was one of those things that like 
Luffy really needed that right now, like during that during this specific uh, arc and episode, because he was just so distraught with who ended up passing away. He really needed somebody to kind of come in and to make him stronger. And his desire was to become stronger when he met Riley and he realized that he was on the Roger crew. He immediately was like, yo, I need you to train me. I need to get stronger. I don't want to lose anybody in front of me again. And so Riley, you know, obviously stepped him up on there, took him up on that offer. Um he was brought to the island um and he was actually he was brought to the abandoned island and went through two years of training um and he was told to meet Jimbei, which is another member from the uh the straw hat crew um he was actually told to meet Jimbei on fisherman's island um when he first gets there to the island he is warned about strong foes like strong creatures bears and different animals that kind of roam through there um but as soon as he gets there there's a huge like Riley starts talking and there's a huge elephant like five times the size of like a regular elephant according to Luffy that ends up charging at them and literally Riley looks at him and like uses this visual hockey and the whole elephant just like falls down like dude just passes out dead like he's just done like that's just it that just shows like again how strong Riley was um he, like I said, he's super, super duper strong, really nice, good personality. He seems like a very, he's, he's very much what Luffy needed again at that specific time. And if you haven't figured out, that's a theme for a lot of these shows is that those, those mentors and that those teachers, they come in at the right time when a character is either down, um, or a character is just not understanding what they need to do next. Like they have the ability, but they don't know what to do with the ability or the right decision to make. And these teachers kind of come in and that's what so I just want to give a shout out to some of these. So what we'll do is we'll go ahead. We'll take a quick commercial break um, and talk through the last two that I have. And then I'll let you guys go for tonight. I'll be right back. All right. Thanks, guys, for sticking around with me through that commercial break. Um, so like I said, we went through and we were kind of talking through some of the other episodes here or some of the other uh, teachers and student relationships. We started off with Naruto and Pervy Sage from Naruto. We had Deku and All Might from My Hero Academia. We had Luffy and Riley right before we went to commercial break from One Piece. So picking back up from there, um, let's go ahead and jump into one that I'm pretty sure a lot of people are familiar with. And I've kind of talked about this one before, but Gohan and Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. So Gohan, like, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get really in depth with this later on. Cause I have an amazing episode that I'm going to do hopefully with my brother. And I'm giving him a, a, another shout out because he was supposed to be there with me for the November tournament of power. Zay, uh, get your, you know, stuff together, bro. Um, but anyway, we're going to do one, uh, for father's day. Um, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more into the, you know, Gohan and things like that during that show. So I'm not going to go too in depth with it, but, um, Gohan is Goku's son. If you've watched Dragon Ball Z, then you know that this is a show that basically follows Goku, son, Goku, Kakarot, whatever name you want to call him. It follows him, his strength, his journey, his development as he gets ready to fight through uh, different villains with uh, the Z fighters, which are, you know, Vegeta and Piccolo and Tien and Chiaotzu's useless, you know, but um, I was going to say the ASS word. I'm trying not to cuss. 
proud of myself. I just asked really a cuss word. They said, oh, anyway. But um, <laughs> but anyway, it follows a lot of different guys. My boy Yamcha. Um, but it basically follows these teams as they kind of progress through. They get different abilities, different strength, different power levels as they continue to fight foe after foe that are really, really strong. A lot of yelling, a lot of uh, transformations, a lot of Super Saiyans, um, which is where a Saiyan actually transforms and kind of takes it up a level again i'm pretty sure you probably watched dbz so i'm not going to bore you with all the the full recap for the show if you haven't watched it you can watch it though it's pretty good i used to, i just remember watching it and i've every time i talk about dbz i always remember stay tuned for the next episode of dragon ball z you know what i'm saying like i always remember that every single time and then i remember dragon dragon watch the dragon yeah that was that that was that one i can't lie um but anyway so for this specific show um where we're talking through these abilities or these uh these this two teacher and student relationship or bond or um whatever you want to call it uh you know duo um their their thing with gohan and piccolo is gohan is the son of goku which goku is the main character he's one of the he's the strongest character on the show he still is the strongest well yeah he's the strongest character on the show um and essentially what ends up happening is when they first meet, they're kind of going through a different situation where Radix and Krillin, or not Radix and Krillin, but Radix and, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the other guy, Nappa, where they end up showing up and Goku ends up fighting, Goku ends up dying, um, one of many, many times. If you, again, if you haven't watched the show, I'm sorry for the spoiler, suggest you still watch it, but. It, it it happens like people die and then they come back but anyway um so piccolo ends up bringing gohan to a shallow lake and this at this point like gohan is young young like how young i'm not 100 percent sure but he's young young like he's he's a little kid um he brings him to a shallow lake somewhere and wants him to wake up he's been sleeping since radix knocked him out which again radix radix in this show is goku slash kakarot slash son goku it's his brother um and so radix basically knocked him out and so piccolo drops him in the lake and gives him a rude awakening so literally from the very beginning and piccolo's character is not like the nicest character he was he was damn near danger like damn near danger um the way that his the way that they described him he is namekian he is a really strong character actually on namek um he was a fusion of uh a couple of different it was him and another like the gink the i was going to say the great um the great Namekian. I can't remember his name. I there's King Piccolo. Um, but anyway, there's a or Piccolo, somebody else. But anyway, there's a fusion kind of here. Um, and so he's not known for like to be the he's not known to be the nicest of people. But um, yeah, so and obviously this shows you that he dropped him. He dropped a little boy into a lake um, to wake him up. Yeah. So yeah, he's not very nice. Um, so anyway, but Piccolo explains that he. Um, that he has something to tell him. He tells Gohan what happened to his dad. He tells him that his dad died. Gohan, Gohan gets scared and he's running around and he's crying for his dad. And Piccolo basically yells at him and tells him that if he doesn't shut up, he'll break his neck. Again, this is a grown like he's an he's a, he's an adult. Like Piccolo is an adult. Like Gohan can't be more than like seven. 
10, maybe 10 at the max, like 10 at the max. Like, dude is young. Like, you can't explain to me that my dad just died. And because, first of all, my dad died. I got knocked out. Well, reverse those. I got knocked out. You wake me up by throwing me in a lake. And then you tell me that my dad died. And then you're going to tell me, because I'm running around crying and screaming that my dad died, that either I shut up or you're going to break my neck. Yeah. This this shows exactly how this relationship goes, right? This is this is great. Totally the same as every other show that we've talked about up to this point. Um, so then he calmly tells him, um, first of all, your dad is dead. He sacrificed himself in order to defeat uh, Radix. Um, Gohan then begins crying again, and Piccolo insists that he really will break his neck. So not only did I tell you this, I'm telling you, hey, your dad sacrificed himself, you know, for the greater good um, against the guy that you know knocked you out. But um, yeah, if you keep on screaming about this, though, I'm, I'm, I'm really gonna break your neck. Um, he basically ends up raising him. Piccolo basically ends up raising him um, as Goku is usually. Like I said, again, without too many spoilers, he's he's usually either dead or he's out training somewhere, fighting some greater evil, and usually Piccolo's there to kind of step in and kind of help him out. Um, Now, one thing I do want to want to talk through real quick, real quick, is that on this specific, like when they're training, so about Saiyans. Again, if you guys don't know about the uh, about Dragon Ball Z, Saiyans like Goku, Gohan, uh, Gotenks. Uh, Vegeta, Trunks, the the Saiyan race, they actually have an ability where they can turn into like this great ape. Um, and the the way that this happens is usually it's a full moon and they have to have their tail. So when Gohan is young, he uh, when Gohan is young, Piccolo basically destroys the moon and he ends up um, removing his tail to make sure that he can't turn into this great ape. Because once they become a great ape, it's like think about Hulk, but like a great ape. Like think about Hulk, but in the size of King Kong. There you go. Yeah. I'm just going to give you a second to think about how destructive that that type of creature would be. Okay. You get it. So he did that to make sure that, you know, Gohan didn't go crazy or didn't, you know, lose himself or anything like that through these transformations. So it's a unique relationship. It's a unique friendship. As they kind of grow up and as Gohan continues to grow, he still relies heavily on Piccolo. They still have a great relationship, even up to now in Super, still have an amazing relationship. He's been there with him this whole time. He has a really good relationship with his with Gohan's wife and Gohan's daughter. Um, just he's still very much involved in the in the in the family. So it's a really good relationship for me. I think it's really dope. Um Ha, I said dope. That's the first time, I think. But anyway, so the last one of the night. Of course, it had to come from one of my favorite shows, guys. You already know. I've talked about this show 10,000 million bajillion times. Probably not that many times, but you know it's one of my favorite shows. Yu Yu Hakusho. So the actual um, relationship or the duo that I want to talk through with this one was Yusuke and Gen Kai. So the relationship um, between these two is, again, well, I guess before I get into that, Synopsis for this show, if you guys haven't already heard, again, Yusuke Urameshi tries to save a little boy. He ends up getting hit by a car. He ends up dying. He's supposed to be getting ready to go to the afterlife. They don't have a place for him prepared in the afterlife because they didn't anticipate that he would save the boy, which that's kind of ironic because you would think that they would have had like some kind of knowledge that that would have happened. But anyway, they don't have a place for him. They give him a chance to get his body back. 
um, he ends up getting his body back and he ends up going through um, going through different. He becomes a spirit detective. So he goes through different trials and different missions for the underworld to uh, to make sure that the world itself is actually safe. I think that's a pretty good synopsis, a pretty good wrap up. So um, the first time that they end up meeting is on one of Yusuke's earlier missions where he's actually sent in undercover uh, to train under Genkai and to learn not only her ability, but seek out this evil being named Rando, who's supposed to be there um, in this, in this tournament to learn her ability. Because basically Genkai is like, I don't care if you're good or bad. I will teach you my ability. If you win, she doesn't, she doesn't care. She's the older lady. She doesn't care. So, he ends up going undercover with Kuobar, which is one of his good friends um, growing up. And they end up going in and trying to infiltrate this tournament to find Rando. So after the tournament, obviously, long story short, he ends up winning. After this tournament, um, the uh, what ends up happening is they end up, Genkai basically takes him under his wing and trains him repeatedly like puts him through all these rigorous trainings gets his spirit ability uh heightened teaches him these new techniques and things like that she has a move called the spirit wave which is like the manifestation of her spirit energy she teaches him that and just everything that goes along with that through the two lists that she's that he's following her and that the things that, that he's learning from her as the show kind of progresses on Obviously, he needs her more. He needs to train a little bit more with her to learn more different ability or more abilities and things like that as his foes become stronger and stronger. So here's where it gets a little bit weird, right? So at one at some point through the show, they end up running. And again, if you haven't watched the show, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to spoil it because I love this show. So at some point, there's a there are these there's a set of brothers named Segoro brothers that come in. If you guys haven't already, I think I talked about them. They may have made my November tournament of power and a couple of different lists. But if you guys haven't already heard about the Segoro brothers, real nasty dudes, super evil, um, just bad guys. So when they when the Taguros come in, the the younger Taguro brother uh, and Genkai had something kind of going on before, and so he's basically like, yeah, you know, you messed up. You could have wished that you had immortality when we won that last tournament, but you didn't. So now you're gonna die because you're an old lady. And he's like, I'm just looking for somebody who's going to be strong enough to fight me because clearly you aren't. So given his years of training plus his demon energy. Um, Yusuke, which is the main character, Yusuke Urameshi, um, was an amateur at level at best going up against the Tagoro, uh, the younger Tagoro brother. To help improve his chances, his master, Genkai, takes him into a cave on an island where she asks if he is willing to do whatever it takes to win the dark tournament. Um, this was a long arc, uh, a kind of a longer way through up the show but once we get to the the, uh, the dark tournament it's absolutely amazing this show like heats up like it's one of those shows that already starts off kind of hot but then once you get to the dark tournament dude it's like broil you know what i'm saying on your oven like it's it's just oh my goodness can't talk can't say enough great things about it it was the inspiration for my november, november tournament of power um but anyway Yusuke has never been one to refuse the challenge, so he agrees, he agrees instantly. Um, what he ends up doing is absorbing Genkai's spirit wave technique completely into himself, um, which almost kills him. 
but it actually ends up working and he becomes strong enough to face to, to the younger to grow a brother on on an even ground um this sacrifice however depleted genkai of most of her spirit force a prime coincidence um being her death at the hand of her ex-lover um so yeah it was just coincidence prime yeah no yeah i said it right um so anyway what ends up happening is she ends up giving her ability over to yusuke when he's in this cave she ends up going out outside of the cave she goes to girl finds to girl finds her and basically is like hey you know what you seem really weak what's going on you must have gave your abilities away and she's like yeah i did but that doesn't mean that i can't still kick your butt she tries it she definitely got completely annihilated uh that wasn't even a fight to say that that was a fight would be a a disservice and a you know and a lie a disrespect to the word fight um and you know you know bad things happen you know i'm just i'm not crying you're crying as you're listening to this uh but yeah so you know he ends up taking her out um and killing her um ex-lovers you know what i'm saying like how many times have you this is a, the completely non-related but like how many times have you been in a relationship and like afterwards like you were like yeah i'm gonna kill you make somebody strong for me to fight and then i'm gonna kill you like i don't i don't think i've ever done that like ever i don't think it's ever been my mo never even popped up in my mind but um but anyway so obviously the rest as i say is history um you know how this always goes the power of friendship and the power of hard work perseverance and dedication ends up yielding and uh it's it's healthy fruits um and you know things happen life goes on yusuke ends up kind of doing his thing he ends up winning the dark tournament i'm gonna to put that out there again i don't care it's a spoiler this is an older show you should have watched it if you didn't watch it you should watch it so but anyway that's their relationship so this relationship was a little bit more like the first ones that we kind of talked through where it was more of a but they didn't so here's the thing it was more it was like the the first couple of relationships we talked about where they came into the person's life at just the right time but it also mixed in and the reason why it's last is because it always it all it also mixed in the gohan and piccolo aspect like somewhat yusuke hated genkai like absolutely hated her hated 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 her for all the hard work that he did but she always pushed him she always told him he was lazy he was a slacker he was good for nothing he was lazy and all that good stuff like over and over again to the point where it pushed him to actually become a better person and to understand that if he just trusted in himself trusted in his friends and decided that he actually wanted to put his mind to becoming better and being the best he could do it so it has a little bit of a combination of the two um i absolutely love genkai absolutely love yusuke this is another show that i really really enjoy really loved and a, and a great student teacher duo so that actually is it those are the ones that i kind of had to that i wanted to talk through tonight so again just to wrap that up we talked about you teach me and i'll teach you i'm not going to sing it again because you guys have probably judged me for the first time but anyway or from the first time but anyway um naruto and pervy sage from naruto deku and all might from my hero academia luffy and riley from um one piece um gohan and piccolo from dragon ball z and then yusuke and genkai from yusuke or i'm sorry yu yu hakusho um so 
thank you guys for sticking around and supporting the show as always. Um, and again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk, the numbers one and two. Um, and make sure that uh, if you guys like what you hear, make sure that you let me know. You know, let me know if you guys like the episode. Give me a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever that you can give a rating. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up, shoot me a, a DM or something like that. You know, and let me know if you like the episode, if you don't like the episode or something that you want to hear i'm completely down for that so um i guess i guess that's it i guess then i guess i'll see you guys next time peace Thank you.